Hello and welcome to Out on Her Fanny. A podcast about the nanny. I'm Ben. And I'm Mandy. And we're not a podcast about the nanny this week. No, we didn't watch the nanny. We didn't watch the nanny. What did we watch instead? Uh, we watched uh, Star Wars. With Star Wars, yes. Yeah. Which uh, particular Star Wars did we watch? The one that is the generation after the regular Star Wars. Okay. It was... It was Star Trek. It was Star Trek The Next Generation, yes. as opposed to Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, which we, in fairness, should Yeah, which, because uh, Niles the Butler is not in that one. No, Niles is not in that one, no. So but we, he is in Star Trek. Yes, so as regular listeners may know, last week we watched the last episode of the first season of The Nanny, and we've decided to celebrate by visiting another project that... Uh, one of the cast members of The Nanny, uh, was involved in. And it is, in fact, an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, specifically Season 2, Episode 3, Elementary Dear Data, in which Daniel Davis plays a hologram of Professor Moriarty in a Sherlock Holmes holodeck program. Yeah, we're kind of getting into two for one, because not only are we watching the, the Stork tracks... Uh, we're also watching uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it's pretty great. Do you want to just jump straight into it? Because there's a lot. This is this is a 45-minute program. Yeah, it is different watching yeah. like, a 45-minute. And you definitely kind of feel it's like, oh, there's more shit. Maybe I should have written this down. <laughs> Shall we leap into it? Yes. Okay, here we go. remember how this episode starts oh yeah so uh jordy has a boat yeah is there they're waiting they say that they're waiting for a ship yes uh, it's coming in three days uh which gives us uh, an idea of how long this fucking episode takes yeah but jordy has a ship the interesting thing is like he's gonna give it to a spaceship because they're in space because they're star trek though there's stars not in space you just gotta look up uh but I don't know what I'm saying. I did weed. We both uh, did weed. The interesting thing about it is, so they're waiting on a spaceship because they're spaceships because they're in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jordy has made a model of a, a regular like sea ship that I guess the spaceship that they're meeting was named after the sea ship. Yes, the ship in question, both ships, for obvious reasons, are the Victory. There's the USS Victory, which they're uh, the... Enterprise is meeting in space, and then I guess the ship that Geordie built a model of is the HMS Victory. And then they later go to Victorian London. Yes. So Those are the same. Yeah, so <laughs> Data has an urgent call to meet Geordie in the in the engineering. Data shows up and is like, what do, what do you what do you fucking what's this? And like, check out my cool ship! Yeah. And Data's like, why the fuck? Like, we got computers that will make will make this. Why? He's like, but no, but you gotta make it. People like making people things. People like making things. Uh, for people who don't watch a Star Trek, Data is, he has a fucked up name because he computer? He's he, an android. He's a robot. He's a, he's an android. And Data's like, well, what, you know, the, the replicators can just make one of these, right? And be like, we got, we got other uh, robot. He's my cousin. Yeah. And Jordy says, well, actually, I wanted to make it myself because it's the culmination of a dream. And now that I've shared one of my dreams with you, you have to share one of your dreams with me. That's how it works. I want to stress Data did not consent to this exchange, but now he, now he's on the spot. He has to. But he does, in fairness, mm. he does already know what this dream is. Yeah. Like, it seems as if this is something that they have possibly discussed They've absolutely before. had conversations um, about Because he immediately, like... 
whips out like a little a little pipe. Yeah. Um, you know, like hats so, and shit, and be like, "Oh, we're gonna be Sherlock Holmes." Oh, you said you said pipe, and my brain went, "Yeah, that's it. We're gonna go into a Cheech and Chung movie on the holiday." Uh, no, <laughs> like, we're it's... gonna we're gonna get this computer high. There's <laughs> <laughs> this movie uh, movie from the the early 21st century called Harold and Kumar. Are you familiar with this? Movie? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's a pipe, such as uh, such as a Sherlock of the Holmes variety might carry. And Geordie's like, "So let's go to the holodeck and be Sherlock Holmes and Doctor." Watson. So they do that, and that's the episode. Now, there's a bit more to it than that, but I'm not exaggerating when I say that is the episode. In fairness, it's said they have the three days, they're there early, they're just waiting, they don't have any shit to do, so it is it is fine that they're just going off to do some bullshit in yeah, a Yeah, if you're gonna dick around, now is the time to do it. We're parked here, we're not going anywhere for 72 hours, what if we did some shit on the holodeck? If anything, their their main dickish move is that they wasted the holodeck. Because I'm pretty sure everybody else probably also wanted to do some shit with the holodeck, and all their plans yeah, get ruined. That's the th- like late. Obviously, this is a uh, a holodeck malfunction episode. You just know that the the implication when Data and Geordie leave the holodeck and try to shut it down and they can't. There's like a guy just to the left, like dressed up as Indiana Jones or something. So I said, "What? Do I get a fucking go now? This is." <laughs> This is just ridiculous. So this is something. So uh, we cue the credits and they go back and they're all dressed up and ready. So where do these outfits come from? Nobody knows. There are a number of possible answers to this. But the uh, the assumption is there's some kind of replomat or like a uh, like a Sears department store. But instead of it being a big sprawling multi-story thing, it's just a room with a bunch of replicators and some catalogs. <laughs> I'm not even kidding that they literally do this in a later episode where they go to this like... Argos catalog room. They then they're like, oh, this looks. Yeah, I'll just have one of these. Bring boom. You're gonna done. have to explain what the hell an Argos is. Okay, so in, in the UK we have, um, as well as having department stores like Sears, we don't have Sears. We have Debenhams. We have a couple of other things, but there are also these stores. Index and Argos were the ones that I remember. I don't know if Index is still around, but the idea is you go in and it's a space. And it's just large. It's a, all all places are space. Right. We're in a space, but Benjamin. In this space are just rows of, I'm going to say desks, but they're not desks. But there are catalogs, laminated pages, and they list all of the items that you can buy in an Argos. And instead of going to a department, what you do is you go to the page with the item that you want on it, you beep, beep, boop, you enter the ID number for that item in a little thingy, and it tells you whether it's in stock or not. If it's in stock, great. You write the item number down on a teeny tiny slip of paper, along with any other items you may want. And then when you get in line at the checkout, you hand them the thing, they beep, beep, boop, 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 you pay for it, they give you a slip with a number on it, and then you wait by the claims area because they will bring you your items. So this basically just recreates the thing of when you order something off of Amazon, and then like, for some reason you can't get two-day shipping, it's making you wait, but you see that it's like in a warehouse that's nearby, you're like, I could just fucking drive over there, just give it to me. That is what Argos is for. Yeah, Argos is the, I could just fucking drive over there yeah. of, of Amazon, but it predates Amazon. Of like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to shop for it, yeah. I know what I want, just fucking give it to it me it was great like getting the argos catalog as a kid was a was was a dream because it would just be like the last 
50 to 100 pages is it's just the toys it's just the video games so that's as a kid that's where you would live circling the things oh i'd like i should like that someday a he-man sword all oh, the mask is out for the super nintendo the mask video game i definitely <laughs> want that you never get any of it but it's a little book of dreams it's like a, it's like a personal what if device it's like oh what if i had a, a talk boy from home alone 2 lost in new york oh but to dream yeah so uh they go in there <laughs> They go and on the holodeck. They go um, and they're dressed in their fancy outfits, yeah. which I guess they just do this because they want, like, I like I always figured it would be something before I'd ever watch a Star Trek thing of they would go in dressed as normal and then it would make an outfit for them because it makes everything fucking else. And also we learn, like, it has the capabilities of a god. Um, <laughs> so I figured it could just make you, just make you an outfit. Or even, not even, like, because there's so much, like, Jordy's there and Jordy's the one that has, like, the visor on his eyes. Yeah. If you don't know Star Trek, but you've been on the internet and watch people reference Star Trek. Yes. Right, he's the one with the with the eye thingy, but nobody comments on it, and so it's either a thing of they have decided like that's not a weird thing for you to have uh, in Victorian London, or they are disguising him so that he looks normal to their perception. I don't know which one they're doing, but either way, you could still do it with their outfits. Yeah. Except what happens is the implication later, because Jordy throws a, a, he pitches a fit about it, but we'll come back to that later. Um, so they show up, they're like, so this is Holmes' apartment, and he doesn't keep anything unless he considers it important to him. And it's very clear that Holmes considers every fucking little thing to be important to him. Yeah, it's like all this little shit, and be like, because they were like, oh, he doesn't, he's he's not a hoarder, all this important. Like, that's what every hoarder does. Yeah. That's why you can't get things. It's like, no, well, I need yeah. this for this reason. Yeah, no, I need this jade hairpin that Queen Victoria gave me. You fucking don't, my guy. But yeah, they're like, Data is showing off uh, how much he knows about Holmes' apartment. And and Geordie says, well, what do I do as Watson? He says, oh, you just write everything that I'd say and do. And then we get a great, it's a very long scene, actually. It's clear they're filling out some of that 44 minutes. Yep. Um, it is uh, Data playing the violin. And Geordie's like, how do you play the violin? He was like, bitch, I'm a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Merely throwing myself into the pot, Watson. Uh, Jordy's doing his job. He's writing it down. Yeah. But I, I love watching people pretend to write things because they write two words a line. Yeah. He is taking seven pages to write one sentence. I also want to point out we are technically watching them LARP at this point. There's no one else in the room. It's no. just that Jordy doesn't need to be, well, I'm going to write this. He's playing a fucking violin. I'm going to write this down word for word, beat for beat. You don't have to do that. There's no one else here. It's fine. Just pretend that you've already done that. And then there's a knock at the door and Data's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's Lestrade. He needs our help on a case. They let Lestrade in. He's like, oh, here's here's this mystery of a guy and the photo's missing. And Data's like, whoop. I read this one. It's right here. And ta-da, they That's solved it. it. And Jordy is pissed off. He's like, that's not how you're supposed to do it. You don't just be like, oh, I already read this one. Jordy is one of those people who definitely hates the way that American murder mystery TV shows do it, where they show you the killer doing the thing at the beginning of the episode. Like Columbo or uh, Diagnosis Murder. I mean, if anything, he also, like, throw it right back at you. He would also hate uh, Stephen Moffat BBC Sherlock because they do the opposite thing where they don't show you shit. But he's like, oh, but I saw, but I solved it because of this thing. And be like, 
you're supposed to let the other people also solve it, and that is the fun of watching. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's about how, just how smart he is and how great he is. The end. Anyway, Geordie leaves, and Data's like, what the fuck? I just solved the case. And Geordie's like, you gotta fucking, you gotta play with the balls first, just a little bit. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, t- like, t- tickle the shaft. You can't just be like, and then he came, and that's it. That's yeah. the end. Like, you've then, got, it's gotta be some foreplay. And then Dr. Racist Lady comes. Yes! Dr. Pulaski, played uh, brilliantly by uh, Diane Mulder, who also played a couple of characters in the original series of Star Trek. And is not in the nanny, so I do not She's give a not shit about her. She's not in the nanny, her. so you don't give a shit about her. Um, but uh, she, they're at, the, they're at Ten Ford, which is the bar on the Enterprise, when Data and Geordi are like, well, Geordi's complaining that Data plays games bad. He's a bad LARPer, because he metagames. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't metagame when you're playing D&D or LARPing or whatever. And, uh, and Dr. Pulaski overhears a conversation and decides to insert herself into it, like all racists in all bars. And her, her thing is, yeah, he's, he's a robot. He's who gives a shit. Yeah, he can't. He's bad he, at being a person. Yeah, he's like, oh, he can't. He can't do it because he robot. And then Jordy rightfully points out and be like, Sherlock Holmes uses deductive reasoning, and that is what Data is very good at. And she's like, no, because he doesn't understand the human mind, so he doesn't get that. She doesn't really make sense. She's like, oh, but they have souls, and it's- so their 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 little cells put their fingies on it and make <laughs> it different. Now you're just being unfair, Doctor. I don't think so, Lieutenant. Pulaski's reasoning here for why Data would never be able to solve an actual mystery is bullshit on a number of counts. Firstly, he's in fucking Starfleet. They have a mystery every week. <laughs> they, like, it's Captain's Log, Stardate 42935.4. What the fuck is this? And Data's like, I have deduced what the fuck it is, Captain. And that's, that's the show. Yeah. Number two... She's just, she's, her, her goalpost is so nebulous, like, oh, well, Data's incapable of understanding the human soul. What the fuck does that mean? It's, the reason it's nebulous, and you pointed this out while we were watching, is so she can just move the goalposts yeah. later, which she fucking does. She fucking does. They decide that they're going to go, like, what if it's a story that they've never read? We're going to have the, we're going to have the holodeck auto-generate yeah. a story, which, what, her reason, her excuse should be is technically if she is trying to test and say like, oh, a computer can't uh, uh, work out the the workings of a human soul, uh, then technically the other computer, which is the holodeck, which is also a goddamn computer, should not be like whatever it generates. She can just be like, oh, well, that's just a computer versus a computer. I'm talking about the human... I'm talking about the human soul. They should have just turned over two pages at once and we cut to interior Pulaski's apartment night. She's running a game of D&D for Data, Geordie, and Worf because why wouldn't Worf play D&D? <laughs> Worf is absolutely down to play. There's a, there's a whole scene later where Worf is all prepared to go in the thing and they do not let... They make him stand outside fully in his, out, in his little outfit. Michael Dorn got into makeup for this show, and he does nothing. <laughs> he does nothing. God. He notices he notices a blip, and he gets into an outfit. And I I want to say that there was a version of this where he went where he went, and I he I want that I want that for him because now just looking at him suffer. We did watch the Western one uh, a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, 
he does get he to does have, get, he, which just makes him like, oh yeah, he should absolutely be doing this shit. Yeah, like you know, he wants to be on the holodeck all the time, <laughs> even when he's trying to get out of doing it because he doesn't want to spend time with his son. Now, and then he does it, and he has a great time. I I think they don't have him in here because uh, the resolution to it would be Worf just picking Moriarty up and throwing him. Yeah, just throws him <laughs> into the Thames, and because at this point in English history, the Thames is basically just full of everyone's shit. Moriarty dies on impact. <laughs> Um, end program. No, so uh, Geordi's like, yeah, create a mystery in the Holmesian style. Uh, Pulaski, you can join us so that you can eat shit. Because we all know how well auto-generated, like, oh, I fed the computer a bunch, of, <laughs> a bunch of Sherlock Holmes and had it generate something for me. It's like, did you read that AI-generated obituary from a couple of weeks yeah. ago? It's like, in lieu of flowers, please give Kate more life. Though- it's perfect. In fairness, the vast majority, like just about all of those, especially the ones that go by. They're written by a person. Yeah, they're written by a person. So the computer might actually be fine, but the the computer is either fine or is too boring to go viral. And what the computer does in this instance is they're walking through the streets of London. Uh, and then suddenly there's panic on the streets of London and a little boy runs by and then Data as Holmes is like, no, 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 that kid's, that's bait. And he (laughs) goes to another unrelated place (laughs) For no reason whatsoever, and says, "Oh yeah, there's a redhead guy who's about to go to the redhead club, which is a thing. I I don't know what that is, but as a redhead, I need there to be a club that is exclusively for redheads." What are you gonna go? Are you gonna like rub suntan lotion on each other? Like, gonna I rub- wasn't gonna, but you, you listen, you've sold me on it. <laughs> You're gonna just rub su- uh, is it yeah. suntan lotion. I meant sunblock. Yeah, you know, so you can protect each other yeah, and be like oh you missed a spot it's a community experience <laughs> um but yeah she he data spies the, the the redhead guy heading to the redhead club and it's like oh yeah if he goes in he's gonna ring the bell and if he rings the bell a snake appears <laughs> <was> so <laughs> and be like he's gonna die from this and the snake just plops yeah. down and Pulaski's like well this is bullshit you just spotted two elements from two different Sherlock Holmes mysteries that you've already memorized and put them together and it was like, oh yeah, that is technically deductive reasoning. Also, that is what you expect from a computer that says, yeah. oh hey, combine Sherlock. It yeah. literally said to do that. And it's Pulaski moving the fucking goalposts still. So Geordi says, listen, you robot racist. I'm not having you fuck up my friend's reputation. He, do- he doesn't have emotions because he's a fucking robot and they're weird like that. But if he did, he'd be hurt. I'm hurt on his behalf. So here's what we're going to do. And he walks over and he calls for the arch which is the, the archway that has the computer access. And in the distance, we see, oh, who is it? It's our favorite character. It's Niles. Niles the butler. Niles the butler watching with a look of interest. And then... It dr- is that look whenever uh, Fran does some shit. Yeah. Or talks about her mother. Yeah. And this episode was shot... This is like 1988, 89 is when this episode would have been shot. I think 88. So this is the youngest we've ever seen him. Yeah. But Geordie's giving the parameters to the computer. Of like, hey, create... Uh, create a Sherlock Holmes style mystery with a with an enemy with the ability to defeat Data, and the computer literally says, mm, "Maybe adjust those parameters a little bit." And then Geordie's like, "Did I fucking stutter?" He just doubles down. Yeah. The doctor literally asks, "Hey, what's the computer asking about parameters? Like, is it or is it asking for giving it license to kill us?" <laughs> uh, and Geordie's like, "Don't worry about it. I said what I said." <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly in that moment Moriarty's like oh shit oh fuck oh 
I have consciousness. I have brain. I see. So when- Ni- Niles sees, and Ni- yeah. Niles has uh, some some lady friend who does is not as much seeing. Her whole thing is, oh no, black magic. She screams and she runs away because when Data Pulaski and Geordie turn around, London is exactly the same, and yet somehow filled with more prostitutes for some reason. <laughs> it's like the computer took that and went, I know exactly what you mean. More hookers, absolutely. Let me just sprinkle them around London. And be like, I know the human condition, and it's sex work. When Pulaski is describing the holiday, because this is apparently her first time on the ho- on, a, on a holiday with this level of sophistication, and she says, "How can this? How can this whole city fit in a whole room? The real London was." tens of kilometers in size and she does use was in the past tense what the fuck happens to london in the star trek universe we all figured we'd be better without it it maybe maybe the uk just sank (laughs) which considering everything that is happening in england right now i don't know if you've been following the news not an unreasonable thing to occur it's bad over there. We just figured no more of this. Yeah. No more. Yeah, the last Prime Minister of the United Kingdom was Boris Johnson. You will recognize him from your his- history books. He's the one who looks like someone dropped a hardboard egg on the floor of a barbershop. And he, like, oopsie doodled his way into power and then, uh oh, SpaghettiOs his way into sinking the country. <laughs> And that's the last we heard of the United Kingdom. This is what why Picard is what French. Ha- what happened to Scotland? Scotland is fine. If England sinks, Scotland just gets altitude and finally they get sunshine. It's fine. They'll be good. Ireland, unaffected. Wales, they're dipping their toes, but it's fine. Doctor Who continues to be made without... Wales is Florida. Yeah. Uh, Scotland is Los Angeles. Yeah, why not? So, Moriarty calls for the arch because he's aware of it now. And... His lady friend runs off screaming. Yeah, so it's, they're all, like, they're all technically aware. Because that's something that's a little confused. Like, they focus on Moriarty if, like, Moriarty has, like, the consciousness. But she also has awareness. What seems like literally everyone, like, has the potential to kind of realize, hey, something's up. But obviously, like, Moriarty, because he's made to be smarter. But it seems like, based on the plot later, they really focus on only Moriarty has consciousness. Yeah. And uh, it is, that is not... The case. I think that the the difference is that uh, the other holograms are not aware of themselves as fictional constructs, but Moriarty is aware of that and also now has the knowledge and the ability to access the the library computer. Yeah, so they still all have the capacity and just because they haven't taken a goddamn philosophy course, uh, (laughs) they are all murdered by the end of this. Yeah, everyone gets killed. It's great. Um, So... Pulaski and Geordie and Data are walking along the same short stretch of whatever set they've built because they've only built so much set. And we've seen them walk past this same building three times. And then suddenly Pulaski's not there and she screams. And rather than be like, oh, we're inattentive friends. We really should have been keeping an eye on making sure that our whole group is together. Everyone has to have a buddy. We do not have a buddy system in place. That is as much on us as it is on, on the good doctor's kidnappers. Pulaski gets kidnapped and they leave a shoe behind. Uh, Data does a bunch of Holmesian bullshit to determine she's been carried. She There's struggle. One of the people who kidnapped her works in a laboratory because he has rubber soles. And it's, it's again, it is it is very BBC Sherlock. Yeah. We see none of this. We, we are, are not, just, yeah. We are just told that Data is smart. Data's right and good. And they so they follow the trail. It's also, they're just all like, okay, I'm assuming this, there can be zero other possibilities. Yeah. Like, there can be a lot of possibilities, my guy. What if the guy has a rocket? issue that completely fucks up your entire idea 
So he follows the trail of the foot the, the footfalls. They keep <laughs> saying they say footfalls a bunch. Footfalls. They follow the trail. And Jordy is asking as they go of like, oh, is this from uh, a Sherlock Holmes thing? He was like, no, this is just me figuring it no, out based I'm great. on this stuff. Because like, <laughs> oh, we have worked together for uh, at least a season and a couple episodes. You know I'm fucking good at this. I don't know why we're doing why this test. Why are you questioning me? We've worked together. You've literally watched me deduce mysteries. It's fine. Um, they follow the path but at least to a dead end and then there's a scream elsewhere and a man has been murdered and data's like this has this is irrelevant i don't give a shit this has nothing to do with the doctor being kidnapped but geordie says well we have to solve this mystery anyway because the episode is like four minutes short so let's just solve this <laughs> and geordie geordie makes his attempt of like oh yeah, yeah i got he got strangled yeah. because uh he, he neck bad there's 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 fingerprints on the neck Someone strangled this man, and Data's like, ah, no, it wasn't, they're not fingerprints, it was a koala who strangled him, because koalas have fingerprints that are near identical to humans. (laughs) So Jordy is saying uh, it was a stranger that just accosted him, and... Strangled him from behind. Yeah, strangled him from behind, and Data's like, nope, he knew this person, he drank with this person, he stumbled, and then that was when they came and it's that woman over there and they accost this woman it's like oh and that is uh that's his wife he just got out of jail um and she was very afraid because he's horribly abusive and so she strangled him and here is where we uh see that uh data is not human or at least not a very good human in that knowing the difference between like oh i need to solve this mystery versus maybe i should keep my goddamn mouth shut right now uh and not send the woman who killed her abuser out of fear go to jail especially since in in fairness they don't know that at this point uh they all have consciousness that is an actual woman that you have just uh sent because she is actual fear of her actual abuser yeah but data immediately loses interest in this bit of padding because he spies moriarty at a door by the docks and he shuts the door and data's like well clearly this is bullshit but we've been asked you know i'm now- pretty sure niles is wearing eyeliner he's definitely i'm not eyeliner. going to call him moriarty he is we're gonna niles. stick with niles so yeah niles shuts the door and data says well this is weird he shouldn't be on this studio lot because they don't start shooting the nanny for another three or four years <laughs> what's going on over there so he follows uh, niles through this door and you can you can lit you could if you wanted to make a shorter edit of this episode you could cut from Data and Geordie following the trail to them walking through the doorway. Everything we've just seen with this additional unrelated crime doesn't matter. It yeah. is nonsense. They go down the hallway. There is uh, uh like oh there's no there's a dead end. Where are we supposed to go in this room? Uh, it, that's when Data whips out his little magnifying glass and be like, ooh, scratch marks. And, and he's just found this hidden door. Which I also love, like, they are very deep scratch, because they needed to make sure that it was, like, obvious to the yeah. shitty camera that it was scratch marks. So it is like someone had their cat up on there opening this door. This is Someone's taken their house keys to this thing. That is very clearly where these marks have come from. Especially because it's, like, it's basically just, uh, like, uh... Jordy pushes on it and basically just like open it. It's not something that needs to be scratched open. No, it's it's like it's a pull thing. There's nothing that would leave these marks unless someone's going. I can't remember where the hidden passageway is. I'm gonna scratch the wood that way. I can tell, but it's still secret. No, you're wrong and dumb. Uh, but they pull the door open and they end up in this uh, 
large warehouse with like at least one other like exterior facing door in it. <laughs> and Moriarty's there and he's like, hey, you're Holmes and Watson, but also you are not Holmes and Watson. Some shit's going on. And they have this huge, this long conversation. It take, feels like it takes them like a calendar year to get to Moriarty going, well, what, what is this thing? I've been seeing this thing. Yeah. What is this? He just like quickly just like scribbles on the thing. So it was like the whole convo is like making reference to like, ooh, shit's weird. Shit's going on. And I know about the shit. And uh, Jordan Dater like, nah, you don't know about shit. And he's like, well, then what's this? Uh, that's he, my that's my perfect Niles it's impression. It's pitch perfect. And, and Niles hands Data the paper. We don't see the paper. Data runs out of the room. He's like, fuck Geordie, I'm gone. Geordie runs after him. They run to the street. Data calls for the arch. The arch appears. He goes through the doors. He tries to shut down the holodeck. He can't shut down the holodeck. All the time, Geordie's going, Data, what the fuck? Are you, what is going What is going on? What is... Hey, Data. Hey, Data. Uh, what is going on? And then Data says, well, there's some shit going down. Jordy is asking, like, hey, what, what the fuck? We just, we just turned it off. Or now it's wrong. Why are you, why are you freaking out? Uh, and Data turns around and gives Jordy the piece of paper. And it is a, supposed to be the Enterprise, but it is, it is not how Niall says that, like, oh, this is what the Arch described to him as the thing that we are on. Um, and it does not seem at all like if uh, if a weird computer, when you've only just heard about computers for the first time, is describing to you what a ship looks like and you try to like scribble it out. It is a like if you were doing a blind continuous contour of it, <laughs> yeah. it's just the outline of it. It's weirdly like it's a side, it's a profile, so like side view of the Enterprise, which is. If it were the original Enterprise from the original series, you might be able to get away with. But this instead looks like two dolphins hugging. <laughs> and uh, you know what would have been better? A top-down view. Because then you get the saucer section, you get the tuna cells. Instead, this Yeah, looks- that, and that's how it would be if someone yeah. was, were describing it to you. It's like, oh, I know the outline. Like, it seems like the computer gave a picture of it. And rather than drawing it, he just traced it. And yeah. then when Data got there, he just pretended like he did it because he wanted to show off. Yeah. So we go to commercial, and when we come back, we're in the conference room. And Picard's like, what the... It's a holodeck, hologram. It's a holodeck. Turn it off. Whatever. Who cares? And everyone's explaining. Niles has gained sentience, and, and they Dr. Finally, Pulaski's in there. So way back, this was... We, we did mention it, but we didn't mention it when it happened. There was a moment when uh, Jordi is like, fuck yeah, let the, let the computer kill us all in the holodeck. There is a little cut to... What's the, what's the, what's the guy? guy. Worf? Worf. Yeah. Uh, I got one to call him Mort. <laughs> <laughs> Just call him Mort. It's good. Uh, We're not a Star Trek podcast. Where, we don't have to get it right. There's a part where Worf is just uh, looking over. I was like, oh, there's this weird, like, huge surge of energy in the holodeck. That's probably nothing. It's yeah. gone now. I, like, Commander Riker, like, second in command of the ship, is like, oh, fuck it. I don't, why sh- I, I don't care. It's not like... It's not like weird shit has happened on the holodeck three separate times before this episode, and it's season two. So now they're back in there, and Worf also never mentions this huge surge. It doesn't come up, you're right! Oh my god! Of like, hey, this seems like evidence that you maybe wanted uh, to mention, but it's probably because then Picard is asking... Uh, about what Jordy said, and very specifically, it was like, oh, did you ask for them to create something that could defeat uh, Sherlock Holmes? 
And he said, no, I meant something to defeat Data. And Worf keeps his mouth shut. Worf says um, nothing. Because uh, he was supposed to be monitoring those things and maybe could have alerted people ahead of time of, she- oh, hey... My favorite thing about this season two with three episodes in, Worf has just been given a promotion. In the first season, he was one of the helmsmen. Season oh, and he's keeping that goddamn promotion. Yeah. Everything is on Jordy. Season two, his position on the Enterprise, he is chief of security. Oh, 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 feel oh! Like, feel like power surge, unexpected, it's gone. Maybe like... Hey, and then hey, later that nobody, could you check out that power surge? Yeah, later that power like so the rest of the crew is also have they done the little like shaky? Did yeah, the ship do, shakes yeah. during this meeting. Yeah. And Picard asks what it was and the computer says attitude and stabilization control of the enterprise was momentarily transferred to hollow deck 2. That's not the best part of this scene though. The best part of the scene is, well, how can we get Pulaski out? How can we shut down the holodeck? And Geordi's like, yeah, I can, I can send a space ray through a porthole, and it would, it would disintegrate all it's of the holodeck. It's been holograms. a lot of time, and like, here's all the yeah. sciencey terms that we have made up uh, of how we can do it. Yeah, but we'll, we'll send a reverse tachyon emission through a a, a, a port, a porthole in the in the holodeck, and it should de- destabilize the holographic images, images, and collapse the program. And because, like, oh, and Pulaski will be okay. And, and what Geordi's like. Nah, she will, she will definitely die. <laughs> he says it will tear through human flesh. Yeah, it's like yeah, oh, absolutely. This I feel like here's the thing: if the speed with which he answers it, yeah, no, she'll die. <laughs> you knew that when you started pitching. Was like, but this. I but I got out though. Also, she was computer racist. So this is the part where they realize because of the specific parameters of it needs to be something that can defeat data, and data likes his name. Got a shit ton of info, and he brain. Um, that the computer is, like, taking all of their info and basically just giving it to Moriarty for sure. Possibly, again, everybody else has the capacity, like, they have shown that they are also aware of the Arch. From all reasoning, it's just something of, like, oh, we've given them access, it is who takes it. But everyone has consciousness because this computer that is... Is the computer smarter or dumber than Data? Da- dumber than Data. Okay, it's dumber yeah. than Data. How is something dumber than Data able to... Make something smarter than Data? Yeah. Th- there's the question. Uh, does this mean that the uh, philandering father that Niles always refers to is the computer in the start? Yes, story? absolutely <laughs> it is. Absolutely. So here's the question. The holodeck is so a big VR headset. Huge. It's a giant VR headset, basically. Would you... That's you... Would you plug an Oculus Rift into the CIA database? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely <laughs> you would. I feel like on a, on, a, on a starship, maybe you want some kind of, um, and this might be Worf's territory, security. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a thing that maybe Worf was supposed to be uh, doing. The reason the holodeck keeps failing is because nobody thought about the ramifications of what if we can let the holodeck make whatever. Maybe that's why uh, Worf doesn't do much in this episode is so that nobody will realize the extent to which he is fucked up. Worf's whole thing this episode is if I keep my mouth shut and I just stand in the background and I offer to send security guards in to kill Niles, everyone will think Worf's doing his job you're not doing your job wolf because you didn't pay attention to the power blip you let a recreational do- you you let you let fucking geordie's playstation 2 hack the mainframe and now now the ship's in peril because niles has a big lever and the big lever makes ship shake yeah like i don't there's so much about like the extent 
of computer of it doesn't it just doesn't feel like that computer should be able to do that again the computer is god it has created people yeah who have actual consciousness uh what the fuck is this ship doing oh the ship literally creates consciousness in season seven there's like an episode later where like the ship just becomes a living sentient being well, this was foreshadowing this was then foreshadowing clearly they knew they knew where they'd be in six seven years time um so picard swears in french which he does a lot in the first two seasons. I've forgotten <laughs> that he did that. Um, and then Picard says to Data, I guess I'll go with you to the holodeck. Stay in your bullshit Holmes outfit. Don't change into your space pajamas. I will change into something period appropriate. And what he changes into is, what if Willy Wonka went to a funeral? <laughs> what if what if one of Willy Wonka's closest friends died? Yeah, he's like, oh, we don't want to go in our uniform because we don't want to give him more like things to ask yeah. about. I mean, he's already he's already seen Jordy's visor and has actually seen it. Yeah, uh, he's already know that it shit. You wearing a jumpsuit. Yeah. I think it was just because Picard knew that if he went out there, everybody else in Victoria, London, were assume that he was a new fancy kind of sex worker. Almost certainly. Like he was just like, I just don't want to. I just don't want to deal with that. I don't. I'm not offering today. I think from a production perspective, it might have. This might have been the point where the cast were realizing, oh, we're getting bad back problems because they're making us wear one piece uniforms that are deliberately a size too small so there are no wrinkles and everyone has bad back problems now i'm patrick stewart i am the lead i want to wear not space pajamas how do you think patrick stewart uh felt wearing like oh here's here's uh silly what americans think english people wear i am much more interested in what patrick stewart thought about all the people around him doing horrendous English accents. Yeah. Because they go onto the holodeck, Data's still dressed as Holmes, Picard is dressed as grieving Willy Wonka, and uh, and they get mugged at knife point. Do you think this was the role that uh, made Daniel Davis confident that he could be in an entire ass sitcom with an actual British person? Be like, yeah, I can do their accent. I can just do it in front of them all day. I'm picturing them in the green room and I'm picturing Patrick Stewart leaning over to Daniel Davis. So what part of England do you hail from? And Daniel Davis just going, uh, 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 Wales. And just, <laughs> and just like, like, shit, I can't let him know I'm actually from... Wisconsin or wherever it is I'm actually Arkansas. from. Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. So they get mugged. Oh yeah, they get they get mugged and they're very chill they're about it. They're super chill about it. Um, they're just like kind Sociopathically of, chill, I would say. Yeah, they're just uh, talking a little bit. It's like, oh, do you think that he can harm you? Like, are those parameters turned off? Uh, Picard, very dramatic. He's like, I think he could kill me. Yeah. But also very chill about the knife. And partly because like Data grabs his... Uh, grabs the guy's thumb and because Data has super strength, the guy's like he's like he's having this like Data's got him by the thumb and he's squirming and screaming and and Picard's just like oh this is kind of weird. I just oh. I I assumed I didn't know it was super strength. I assumed that it was kind of like a space trick, like because the Vulcans got a thing. Oh, they got that pin, the nerve pin. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was like a nerve pin, but no, he's just actually he's just crushing his crushing thumb. this guy's thumb. And then they're just talking about it, like as you've said. Every hol- we've 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 now ascertained every hologram has an, has a degree of sentience. Yeah, they have sentience. Yeah. and you made a point of like, oh, but they're not like uh, aware of they're unaware of it. But like being aware of it doesn't mean that you're not a person. Yeah, like <laughs> this is someone who's very clearly feeling pain, and they're just like, well, this is kind of weird. You're a like, goddamn wow. philosopher. Yeah. God, let it go, God. Come on, he's hurting me. 
Data, let him go. <laughs> so eventually Data lets go of the guy's thumb and the guy goes running off. And the whole time, again, Data and Picard are just like, well, this is kind of... Like, they have, like, the detached... Just an absolute lack of empathy. It's like two aliens beamed down to Victoria London. Like, Which oh, makes weird. me wonder how uh, Picard usually, like, if he's in a holodeck, like, normally, he just must fucking be a monster because he doesn't think any of these people are real. So when he does it, like, it is entirely fucking Westworld. Yeah. Of, like, oh, I can treat these things however I goddamn want. Yeah. And now here's the time that they are sentient. I've made the holodeck joke before. Captain Picard looking for Commander Murder. Riker. No, look at no, Captain Picard's like, oh, well, I need Commander Riker on the bridge, but I'm passing by the holodeck. I know he's there. I'll swing by. And he's he walks in, and Riker's having breakfast with some holog- holographic blonde woman. Uh, and Picard's like, well, well, we need you on the bridge. And Riker's like, okay, I'll be there in five minutes. Picard's like, no, 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 we've got to go now. Computer end program. Everything shuts down, and then this white splodge that's suspended in midair <laughs> just drops and splats oh, on the ground. Oh. And Picard looks at the splodge and looks at Riker and looks at the splodge and looks at Riker and says, I'll see you on the bridge in five minutes and leaves. You know, my original theory of that was uh, Wesley on the holiday because he's a teenage boy. Oh, yeah. He's a teenage boy. (laughs) He's a teenage boy. Where are we going with this? So they go to meet Moriarty in his warehouse where he's got this big space lever, this steampunk lever. Oh, they do also, so they like declare the whole like, Niles could kill us. Anyone could kill us. They finally let go of the guy. He has dropped his knife and gone. They don't decide after that of like, oh, maybe we should also have a weapon or something because we could absolutely be dying. Yeah, because basically says you know i think he could have actually killed me oh well off we go i guess the implication is like oh like oh but but data strong could you not have said hey computer give me one bullet and knife proof vest please (laughs) and just put it on under your jacket problem solved yeah but they don't do that they're just like oh i guess i could die here off we go off we go to see moriarty off we go to see niles with his big murder stick you can destroy the entire ship and they get there uh, Niles immediately recognizes Captain Picard as Captain Picard. We now we have missed the bit where uh, Ni- uh, Niles and Pulaski have a conversation about crumpets. Oh yeah, and Pulaski's trying very hard to pretend like she doesn't know about the Enterprise. She doesn't know about space. I have no idea what you're talking about. But Niles is just kind of immediately like, yeah. now nah, what's up? What's up with this ship? Here's a here's a better drawn like actually shows the shapes yeah. and has like nice shading of it and stuff. Figure A written underneath a nice cursive. <laughs> yeah, there's also just a lot of math around it. I don't know what math he was figuring out. Um, it's just it's just miscellaneous math yeah. around it. But he was like, here here is where we are in the level two of which you yeah. speak. And uh, and Pulaski's like, I don't know what any of this shit is, but it sure is fascinating. Yeah, she's also very clearly horny. Yeah. Oh, they uh, fuck. They definitely fuck. They definitely like, that's... fuck. Uh, they talk like, it starts off like toward the end of a scene is he is uh, offering her tea um, and making some and asking how she feels, how like she enjoys the tea. And she's like, ooh, it's really good. Um, and that makes him happy, which I, I took to mean a kind of like, He's realizing his consciousness and how his consciousness is able to affect other people. Like, because he is both aware, like, he has the awareness that he's a hologram, but here's a person that is actually, like, interacting. Yeah. And Pulaski does make the point of, like, you're not like Moriarty at all. You're like a butler from, uh... Yeah, Mar- yeah she, she, very- she then pitches him on the nanny, and he's like, oh, yeah, I could probably be in that. You know, I'm a nanny, and a lot of people told me that my life would make a great sitcom. 
Stewardess, how many hours left on this flight? When Picard and Data show up and they see Pulaski and they ask how she is and she says, I'm stuffed full of crumpets, that is a euphemism. Yeah. That is, I have had a deep dicking from Niles the butler, the Moriarty. Yeah, we've noticeably, like, they, uh, during the tea scene, he uh, mentioned some scones. He never mentions a crumpet. No. There's no goddamn crumpet because the crumpet is dick in the his crumpet is his, his his pingle anyway picard and data have a conversation with moriarty the gist of the conversation is this i'll destroy your ship if you can't make me real well we can't make you real oh you can't make me real no we can't make you real okay um the ship's yours again uh do what you want yeah, he well, just gets he just gets real sad yeah uh, this is a fantastic bit of like data wanted to be here because he wanted to be sherlock holmes and yeah. he wanted to show off how great he was a sherlock holmes uh this ending scene is niles being like you ain't fucking sherlock holmes you are data and then uh data is just in the background while picard solves the situation not data at all it's- and he's just in the background just as sherlock holmes so upset <laughs> My favorite thing is is Data and Picard arguing that, well, you were created to defeat Data, so let's just wrap this up now. And Data's like, hey, you won. Good game. <laughs> yeah. And we're always like, that's, that's fucking... Cool your jets. That's not quite... You're like, oh, it's, it's, it's gone above you now because you suck yeah. ass. Since I hate losing, you must love it. So why not give up right now? Oh, don't be so literal-minded. I, I f- think, like, the missing piece of this is that they never talk about how it is a computer has created... Yeah. Uh, has created consciousness, has created a person. And it seems... With like emotion as well. Data can't emote. Yeah, data can't emote. Like, this is a, like, a higher... Uh, thing and they talk a little bit of like oh but you're also a computer and Niles does a little of like well if he's valid then why am I not valid yeah um, and Picard, Picard like, says you are hashtag valid <laughs> yeah, hashtag valid but also we have to delete you because we, we don't got shit to do we can't do we can't give you real we cannot Pinocchio you into existence but I just ran C cleaner on my computer's hard drive and got rid of a bunch of like I cleared my cache cleared my browser history got rid of like a terabyte of pornography that I'm not going to, I'm not, I mean, I'm numb to it now. You know, I've moved on to other things. So we could save you there in the folder I have named Nan's funeral. And if we ever figure out how to make holograms real, I'll just go in that folder and you'll know, you know, I'm going to remember that you're in there because I'm going to go in there looking for my spank collection and then realize, oh, I did delete it all because I now, I now am kind of phallically immune to that level of pornography. But there is Moriarty just sitting in there <laughs> and I should probably do something about that. And Moriarty goes, all right, cool. And they save him. My fate is in your hands, as perhaps it always was. And then they wipe everything else, uh, yep. killing all of the other people who are people. They had a call, entire conversation about how uh, they're all people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only difference is like, Niles knows Descartes, so he's like, I, I think therefore I am. Which also, because like he's very sure about this, like I am absolutely. The full quote is I doubt, therefore I think, therefore I am. Talking about how mm. like your ability to like, think about like doubting everything and this is yeah. mostly this mostly a construction of it of like the which 
he's the only one not doubting it, which is anything <laughs> uh, does kind of like, well, you yeah, seem you old. Need, you need doubt. My dad used to misquote that as, I think I am, therefore I am, I think. Which I think <laughs> is kind of gets to the nub of that. That is what a philosopher would say. But I, I think all, that's just, it, it's not a, a litmus test of like, once, yeah. you, once you read that Descartes quote, then you're a person. Yeah. Until then, <laughs> oh, you're, no, you're yeah. nothing and we could legally murder you. It also, I also want to like, grapple with the Inception-esque notion of this is a fictional character within a fictional construct within a fictional television program. How deep do we have to go to make this person... Like, if he comes back, and he does come back, there is a sequel to this episode, like season five, season six, does he become aware he's a character in a television show? Does that fuck with Picard? If he can, cre- if, if, if the Enterprise is capable of creating a sentient artificial life form that can feel emotion in a way that Data can't, how is the computer not capable of creating a sentient artificial life form capable of, com- of emotion who can see past the fourth wall? <laughs> that's that right there. That's the nub of it. And that's what this episode is really about. But what, what it, we get the button on the end of Picard. This episode is really just about oh, Data actually kind of sucks ass. Yeah, they just made this made this guy in like a little bit. There's a little <laughs> blip. There's a little, not even a power surge that is worth checking. Yeah, created human life capable of expressing emotion and having actual feelings and turning a robot racist. To become anti, or at least fetishizing, because there's a bit at the end where he says, he's like saying goodbye, and Pulaski is like, oh, but I'll be an old woman. He's like, I'm going to stuff you full of crumpets I'm again. Still, listen, hey, I'm still like, DTF if you if you are at that age. He seduced a computer, like, yeah. a computer racist is just miles and above better. This is the other thing. Maybe, data. maybe Pulaski would be less judgmental of Data if Data had an English accent. I think is the what it boils down yeah. to. It, it's because it's the it's Niles, baby. What if they come back and like he is back, but he he is just weird looking like Data is. Yeah. He's like, mm, oh, turns out I just I it was just because you 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 were Niles and you were yeah. hot. Yeah. So we get the button at the end of the episode, which is Geordie in the in the engineering working on the the little model ship that he was working on, uh, which apparently like popped a railing or some bullshit uh, when the ship was shook. Picard shows up and says, oh, it's a model. Shit, right? And Deirdre's like, yeah. Picard's like, okay, cool. We're cool, just so you know. Yeah. He was like, oh, the ship got broke. And he was like, oh, it's fine. We're also fine. And he was like, but this was a this was a gift. And now we're going to have to explain why this gift is broken. Yeah, because the, the closing shot before the end credits is the victory pulling up alongside the Enterprise D. And Geordie's like... I have not fucking finished this thing. This thing was so close to being perfect. And now I've got to fucking re-rudder the sails or hoist the mitten line or whatever it is I have to do to this tiny model. And the fucking victory is is here. Fuck, I'm just going to throw it in the garbage. I'm just going to throw the ship in the garbage. They don't know I was going to give it to them. If, I, if they don't see it, doesn't matter. Yeah, because the alternative is explained. It's like, oh, how'd you get that? And they're like, oh, the, sh- the ship shook. And like, how'd the ship shake? And like, oh, well, uh, uh, react access went to a different part of it. And it's like, oh, what part? Uh, the holodeck. Oh, who? What? Who would do that? And like, technically, um, one of the people in uh, the holodeck that was created by the holodeck but has achieved a sentience which does mean that our computer is a god is by any chance is your computer why are they making us this is some evangelion and shit and the captain of the victory says no we have like security protocols in place to stop our chief of security is good at their job you have who's it Worf oh shit I've read some I'm 
shit. How how many episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation do we find out that the soul of Picard's mom is actually piloting <laughs> the ship? It's Turbo Team. It's... Uh, split into three sections yeah. of uh, his mom as a woman, his mom as a mother, and his mom as a job yeah. person. Yeah, it's it's that's all of it. Yeah, and, that's why... and it's uh, very biblical names are yeah. after the three wise men. Yeah, that's why the end credits, the music is uh, Beyond the Sea. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's perfect, yeah. Or it's Turbo Teen and Wesley is the Enterprise. Like, we can go either or with this. But that is this episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, there is a sequel to this episode that we will revisit at some point in the future. When did the sequel air? Uh, I want to say it was 92, 93. Okay, it, was like, so it was like season five, season six, I so think. So it was still pre-Nanny. Yeah, still. Oh, it might have been concurrent with the Nanny. Because I feel like Next Generation ended in 93. Three, I want to say 92, 93 it's hard to tell because in the UK we got every episode like two years later mm-hmm. so for me Next Generation is very much a mid 90s show but that's because of the delay in broadcast in the UK but yeah that was uh, Elementary Dear Data Mandy what did you think of this episode of a show that is not the nanny <laughs> well it's not the nanny no I mean few things are almost uh- no show on television is the nanny except for Nanny 911 <laughs> it's it is fun seeing Niles do his accent more. It is. I am pretty sure he is wearing eyeliner. I'm pretty I, sure he I'm has like hundred percent confident some he's like some eyeliner. brown eyeliner. Yeah. Like not not black. That person knows not to like go full, but he's like has like very piercing mm. eyes mm. and it has like a little like his hair's a little shaggier and it looks good. I feel like there's a little contouring on his face as well. He's also younger in fairness, yeah. but I do but feel like not... they really kind of accentuate the. Yeah, like he's younger, but he's. Not, it's not like he's like in a like an extreme amount. Yeah. Again, it seems like he fucked that lady. Like he is. They're playing him as a like twelve romantic type, and I mean they do hint at that sometimes in the nanny, but it's typically kind of done as a joke. Yeah. And this is they're playing it fully in earnest. Yeah. How I thought of this episode, I think that like it is a very silly episode. Yeah. Um, but it's the kind of silly that I like, where there's a lot of like fringe logic to it, where it's like, oh, this is. Fucked. Oh. <laughs> they play it straight as well. Like, there's never a moment of like whoopsie doodle. Like it's oh the holodeck's gone bad. Uh oh, and they're just they're leaning into it. Yeah, it's like a hundred percent, and that's where you can kind of like get the horror of it. Of like, oh, this is their their not even their main computer. Like the holodeck is a god. It's fucked up. And they're just, they use it, to, they use it in the Star Trek Voyager so yeah. she can get horny. And here's the thing as well. The, the like, romance novel. Star Trek Next Generation fans will tell you, yeah, it's a little sillier in the first season and they dial it back a little bit in the second season, but later on in the show, it's not as silly. No, we watched that Western episode. That was like season six. There's an episode where the ship's computer is just like, you know what? I'm sentient now. And there's a like a sentient consciousness in the cargo bay, and it uses the holodeck as its, like, subconscious. So there's, like, a knight in shining armor walking down a train, like, the, down the, the the dining cart of a train and all of this weird shit. Like, this is just what Star Trek is. But that's, like, a step down. Like, it's not only is it does it have consciousness and decide that it's sentient. Here it is. I am not only sentient. I can create sentience. Yeah. I can just create an entire, like, whole cloth thing, and they will become aware of yeah. the fact that they are living in this thing and they will have the sort of consciousness that it's... Because, uh, I mean, you could ask the question of like, oh, but is the computer just making you... Is it the... Is it, maybe it's the computer fighting data and has created um, a being that 
everyone is convinced is like it's a Turing test mm. that uh, everyone has failed. And so the computer won and that's why I let it go. Because something to convince not only Data, but everyone that like, oh yeah, this was real. Niles was real. He's not. We'll come back to that because there is a sequel to this episode. The reason, so they wanted to do a sequel like the following season, but they did this episode at a point where, in the US at least, Sherlock Holmes had not yet entered the public domain, and so they were there were some legal threats, uh, and they agreed we're not going. Okay, we're not going to do this again. But actually, we've got an idea. What if we did this? And so they had to. I think they had to wait for the character of Moriarty to kind of lapse into the public domain. Yeah, because that's like the could, weird, yeah. the weird thing about Sherlock Holmes is that there's only like some of it is in the public domain. Yeah, and there's like other stuff that they can't use, which is like I believe that's why they say that like you can only do a version of Sherlock Holmes where he's an asshole. Yeah, he can't be. Uh, decent because those books aren't in the public domain. They're not in the public domain, yeah. Um, And they also, uh, to kind of counterpoint, uh, not counterpoint, but um, they did an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine where the station's doctor, Julian Bashir, does what is basically a James Bond movie. And after they they did that, they had ideas for follow-ups. And apparently MGM, who owned the rights to James Bond, said, you better fucking not. (laughs) You don't, don't do that. Is he called James Bond? He's not called James Bond in the holodeck. But we know what you're doing. Fucking cut it out. I like this episode. I think it's fun. I think that... I, rem- I remember... Because we watched it about a year ago as well. Mm. And I remember before we rewatched it then, I remember thinking, that it's a fun episode. It's pacey. There are things happening. And it's a lot slower pace than I remember it being when I was a kid. Um, but I might be remembering bits of the sequel, which I think is a little more fast paced but also I haven't watched that one in a long mm-hmm. time either. Yeah, like there's a lot of kind of like there's a lot of philosophical discussions. Yeah. There's a lot of and it's fun again when they have kind of Niles waxing poetic about things. Yeah. He does a good job doing it. Um but yeah. there's a lot of other stuff that is a little also and there's a lot of particularly in the solving uh mysteries thing where they spend a lot of time kind of stopping to like and data will say something and it's not interesting because it it fails that thing where it's not showing us a mystery. We don't get to have the fun of solving a mystery. We get to appreciate how smart Data is because Data solved the mystery. There's that whole, like, there's a four-minute bit where there's a different dead body that shows up that that doesn't need to happen. It's unrelated to them realizing it's Moriarty, but they need, I guess it, there's, this episode has, it feels, the pacing feels like it's from a different time. Like, it feels kind of like, like 60s television in a way. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is just what TV was like in the 80s. I mean, I, I often think of things like Diagnosis Murder as a 90s show or Murder, She Wrote as a 70s show. But these are shows that were happening, Columbo as well, like in the 80s and have this kind of slower pace. Yeah, I I think that it's kind of a thing of, we definitely felt the, this is a 44 minute show rather than a 22 minute show. And I feel like it is kind of difficult uh, sometimes particularly in this thing that is it, it is a bit more of a lighthearted episode I'm like this seems like this could have been a 22 minute sitcom uh, or like this particular like it is more of a lighthearted like this could have been 22 minutes yeah. and I actually kind of have that with a lot of Star Trek like I've been uh, watching Voyager and it's hard for me to just put it on as something because I had meant to just watch it as a show that I could like have it and just kind of go through it and I enjoy it 
But there's so much of like, oh, this episode is still going. And the premise did not need to be going that long. But because it's Star Trek and it's going for 44, like, it's just going to go for that amount of time. Like, this really could have been 22 minutes. Yeah, that's something that I think that the modern Star Trek shows, because they are not on a, we have to make 24 episodes a year, we have to have something to produce each week kind of schedule, they can put a little bit more time into how are we most efficiently using these 44 minutes. And it also seems like a thing of knowing what the tone, the different tones of the shows that they're making. Like, I've watched an itty bitty amount of Picard. I've watched uh, some seasons of Discovery with you Mm -hmm. and I've watched uh, Lower Decks. Lower Decks. Lower Decks would be fucking terrible if they had to make that 44 minutes. Lower Decks absolutely knows how to make best use of its 22 minute format. And the reason why uh, Discovery and Picard can be longer is because they are not comedies they are dramas they're going with a drama format and i mean there's definitely a case for there are comedies that are longer their dramas are shorter there's some there are some issues with because we have made these delineations becomes kind of awkward for shows that are a little like in between Mm. but there's stuff like i mean crazy ex-girlfriend was a 40 it was a 44 minute comedy show yeah um and they use that to their advantage and part of it's because it's also a musical then they have the time to do full musical numbers so i mean there's ways to do it but you do kind of feel that stretch of like we have to stretch the bit a lot farther and like at least with drama like at least with drama you were constantly just trying to move to like here's the next big reveal they have a little bit of that like they are able to do something because it is dramatic but the premise is also kind of silly and you can kind of feel that wearing thin yeah yeah good episode yeah it's like an episode that i enjoy uh and i'm interested to see more of it But next week, we crack on with our journey through the 90s sitcom opus that is The Nanny with the season two premiere. What is the first episode of season two? Uh, Season two is called Fran Light. Maxwell dates Fran's double. Brighton has problems with junior high. That's the whole description? Yeah. That's two sentences. It's not even. It is. uh, It's using a semicolon. That's one. There's no meanwhile or therefore or with disastrous results. And the semicolon makes no sense because those are two entirely unrelated things. As far I, I haven't. I have not seen this episode. Really? I mean, not unless I might have seen it like as a kid. But the title of it, I Mm. do not recognize the title of it. So this is a this is a new to me thing. That is fascinating, and that's us kicking off our second season, and also the nanny kicking off their second season. It'll be interesting to see how the show kicks off season two, knowing that the first season did so well before it. What does that any of that mean? Who knows? I don't even think that technically it did well its first season. I think it did. Okay. I mean, it did well enough to get a second season. Yeah, but yeah. I I thought that it was like I thought I read it somewhere where it's like it like a little a little wonky, mm. and then got it. But, but it's there. People are watching it. Yeah, people and, watched it. And there's a second season. In the meantime, uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Out on Her Fanny. If you're enjoying the show, do please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Podcatcher, I think is the other platform that, that lets oh, yeah. you uh, leave reviews. Remember, itty bitty independent podcasts like ours live and die by word of mouth, and we would certainly appreciate yours. Where can people find us on social media? You can find the podcast at Out on Her Fanny on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also find our website at oofcast.com. 
Cast.com. O-O-H-F-Cast.com. Where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at Mandy Quesadilla on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I do actually want to uh, promote a thing. Yeah. Um, if you happen to be in the LA area, I am doing a Halloween show on October 29th. It is at the Federal in North Hollywood. It's a cool bar, and we're doing like a Halloween pole. I didn't say it's a pole dance show. I pulled it. <laughs> uh, but if you check out my Twitter or my Instagram, I think I actually did retweet it on the Out on Her Fanny thing. But if you happen to be someone nearby there, then that's a thing that I do. Yeah, you can get tickets for that little shindig. Uh, I also will be there. Yes. That'll be fun. Um, you can find me on social media. I'm at Ben Padden on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm not going to plug anything because I have nothing of value to plug right now. Um, but uh, coming soon. Coming soon. Oh, there's going to be some stuff. I'm very excited to share stuff with you in the future. Um, and also, my Patreon backers are going to learn some stuff as well. So, Patreon.com/slash Ben Patton if you want to. I know I said I wasn't going to pitch it, but I kind of got caught up in the excitement of having stuff to talk <laughs> about. In the meantime, DiGiorno is also present somewhere, make jingling his little collar. DiGiorno is not on social media. No. No. I mean, he's on your social media. Yeah, I sometimes will like post an Instagram photo of him. But in the meantime, uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Out on Her Fanny. A podcast about the nanny. I've been Ben. I've been Mandy. And, and yes, yes, we, we do, do know it means vagina. vagina. vagina in this i we do know crumpets means dicks though <laughs> grand geek gathering